inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. Monday morning, and how are you feeling? Uh, not too bad. It was a little little slow going this morning, but uh, once I got out and got some fresh air and stuff, I'm feeling feeling pretty good. It's nice and fresh out there. Uh, thanks for everybody listening. This is Outlook on um, 94.9 CHRW Radio Western, and we're back. First um, October show. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, last Monday was just still September. Yeah, so so this is one of my favorite months. So I'm I'm in a good mood. Yeah, and it looks like there's some uh, some nice weather sticking around this week with highs of 19. So that's good enough for me. Yeah, so, enough with our weather report. Yeah, here on we're just on we're just doing the weather from now on. Yeah, it's a weather show. Hmm. No, no, um, no. <laughs> Although sometimes we talk about the weather because well, I just thought we could quickly talk about the weekend. We had uh, family. Just wanted to wish um, our mom a happy birthday. Um, she's out there listening, and uh, yeah, and we've we've had her on the show before for our Mother's Day episode this year. We sure Go did. Go back and and look that up on our Facebook or on our SoundCloud. Wow, um, I mean, you know, that's a we sort of said we might have an interview today, but I think that might have to wait for another day. So, um, I found a new topic to talk about, but, uh, yeah, first I just thought we'd talk about our, we had, we had a family thing, uh, our early Thanksgiving, a week early at our brother's house in Scarborough and all the kids, four nieces and nephews there. And it's a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, poor mom, our mom, she has to work today on her birthday. So, Hmm. Wish yeah. her extra happy birthday having to having to work, but that's all right. Uh, life goes on. So um, I guess a few things that are going on right now. Um, I am the, I guess I'm called assistant editor now of the Blind Canadian. It's a magazine that the Canadian Federation of the Blind puts out uh, twice a year. And um, do we have an update on when that new issue is coming out? So yet? I don't know the actual date, but today we're it, today um, all the things are being sent to the to the people the magazine people. They sort of put it all together and then send it to the printer. So uh, I'm not sure when it'll be actually released, but I just know that it, it's sort of locked down. Everything's done and ready and good for good for that. Um, so that's exciting. I'll, I'll you know seeing my name on the um, I guess on the inside cover page. Assistant director for that, or director. Now I'm doing <laughs> movies. <laughs> Wait, who was out late last night again? <laughs> um, so that's the one thing going on, and um, the other thing is that I was featured. Uh, it aired last Wednesday night at six thirty here on um, Rogers Cable London locally here. So I live in Woodstock, so I wasn't able to see it on um, on television. And I'm not sure if they stream it live because I was at my writing group. So um, I saw a commercial for it last week, and then it finally came out um, today. I saw. I went to the thing, and I saw the full... Tw- so it's a 12-minute interview I do with... Um, her name is Vanessa Rempel, and she's started this thing called Her Stories here in London. And it's actually a really great, great thing. She interviews women um, in the community and, you know, 
see what they're up to and the kind of things they're doing and yeah, Kajuski Canadian Federation of the Blind. Yeah. <clears throat> the name of the video mm-hmm. on the um, RogersTV.com website. And uh, if, you, if you'd like, I can play a little bit of the Yeah, of play the a minute. I got to set up something. All right. Yeah, we'll play, the, we'll play the first little bit of this video. Sort of fade I think it, it should work here. And uh, yeah, just get a bit of an idea of this, this clip. Obviously, we won't play the whole thing. It's 12 minutes long. But uh, yeah. Funky music there. Welcome back. My next guest is Carrie Kajuski. She is a daughter, a sister, an aunt, and an advocate for the blind. Thank you so much for being here today, Carrie. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very happy to have you, and I was really happy that you Thanks so much for being me. here today, Carrie. Um, I mm-hmm. think that you have an amazing story, Please and I'd, I'd love for you to start by telling us um, part of your journey, really. Um, well, I'm 35 years old, and uh, I've been blind all my life. So you were born legally blind? Yes, so I was born legally blind. I, I was low vision as a child. Okay. So I wore glasses and I could read large print. Legally blind. For some reason, that? I was. Fit. I feel like that, uh, that uh, sounds funny. Well, it is a little funny. I'm like, a legally blind? Yeah, yeah what does it mean? What is it anyways? Vision, so. Um, um, but as I got a bit older, um, my vision started to decline. And so it's been going... It's been going ever since, kind okay. of slow process. And your brother um, also was born with. This oh, they talk about me on here too. <coughs> Excuse me, my throat's a little, uh, a little rough here. Water? Yeah, well, I actually do have some water. I'll take a sip. Listen, listen, to, listen to this for a few more, a few more seconds here. Hydrate <laughs> yourself. Shadows and stuff. Okay, and is this something that you? Um, it's, it's something within your, your the inherited. Is that the condition that you have? Yeah. So okay. yeah, it's inherited. So we have two older siblings, and they are both sighted, um, but then. My brother and I came along, and we were weren't. Okay. So yeah, it's a genetic condition. And you have done a lot in your years on this planet um, of educating people, and really, you've become. An yeah, you've done a lot, Kara. Um, She's right. Yeah, I should um, take a break now. Yeah, take a little. <laughs> I'm 35. I should take a break. Uh, yeah, we talked so, about a good number. Yeah, I don't know if you want to give it a bit of an idea. I mean, people yeah. can watch it on, on the Rogers TV website. Yes, you TV just go website. to Rogers TV London have to watch there the whole 12-minute piece. So it's called Her Stories. And um, if you know of a woman or whatever who think you think would be good to be interviewed. Um, yeah, maybe talk a little bit about how you found out about that yeah, TV Yeah, so pro- these opportunities sort of come along if you're looking for them. Um, uh, I just found it on Facebook. That's where I find most of my stuff. I follow a lot of pages and a lot of like organizations, a lot of you know things that interest me, things that relate to what I'm doing. And then, um, so I just came across this. This uh, I think I was following the Rogers Cable London channel, and then I saw this that this is her stories, and this woman's starting to do interviews about local women. And if you know of one, or if you want to be interviewed, um, you know, just email. So I just I just sent her an email, and she got back to me, and we scheduled an interview at the Rogers. Um, station here in London. Uh, uh, it was about a month ago, I think, that we did the actual interview. But no, yeah, it's crazy it was that long. It's kind of funny. It's such an echoey place. <laughs> I don't know if that came through on the recording, but... No, it sounded great for the, the minute good? there I heard. I saw a little preview last week on Facebook the day of the... Yeah, they made a little commercial thing. They had a little promo for it. So there's two segments on the each on each episode, each half-hour episode. They did air it again on the weekend there, Saturday afternoon sometime. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go home myself and check that out at some point because I I haven't seen the whole thing either. But uh, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and spoil one thing for you. It's not a huge deal, but <laughs> I was perfect, like happily, 
happy with how I came across. I got to mention things I wanted to mention. Uh, you can let me know if I did forget something. But uh, at the end, she's like, so where can people find you? And I said, uh, cfb.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that. <laughs> this is Can- Can- Canadian Federation of the Blind. It's .ca. Uh, anyway, well. hopefully if somebody searched that, it would still redirect them somehow. I think. Yeah, it depends on the website, but it, oftentimes that does that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it sounded great from the clip I heard there. Very professional and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll share it. We, we'll share the link on our Facebook page mm-hmm. on Facebook.com/slash Outlook on Radio Western. No, I really like her, and I I like what she's doing. Uh, I think it's a good thing. So I was happy she she met with me and did it. <clears throat> so speaking of, very cool. O- yeah, thanks. October is Meet the Blind Month, as they say. <laughs> Um, I will be here next Monday for our show, but then I go off to the States to a um, disability conference um, thing, sort of workshop for next week. And it's sort of fitting in the month of October because it is, as they say. A lot of blind people on Facebook are making jokes about, oh my God, meet the blind month. It's like, or some other being to meet. We're just people. But um, so I made a bit of a joke on it on on Facebook this morning. But, uh, yeah, we're here today to talk about games, actually. It's game day. It's game day. Uh, We're just going to whip out a pack of Uno cards and play a game on the air. Just like we used to. Well, so Brian and I didn't used to play Uno, did we? Because... I did actually get... um, Or did we braille our We'll lead to the the current topic in in the news or that's happening Mm -hmm. relating to this as to why we just brought this up out of the blue. Yeah. But um, when when I was younger, I did get a... Uno deck from uh, my one of my mobility instructors once for oh, okay. my birthday or something, but uh, it was it would have been ordered probably I'm guessing yeah. through the CNIB or something. Yeah, so there are special websites you can go to to find most games have been adapted. Um, they are often more expensive, um, you know the production costs they say and all this stuff. Um, you know that's too bad, but um, so th- you know it's not like there aren't options out there if you're blind and you're wanting to play a game or you know card game, but. Uh, and the the other thing for us, maybe we can go, go back a little bit to when we were children mm-hmm. and playing a lot of games. Um, our our mom, who we mentioned earlier, happy birthday again! It's her birthday today. But uh, she she often brailed games for us so instead of even having to order them, right? Because yeah, um, like for example, even even something as simple as a deck of cards, yep. you can buy them. You can buy cards that are already brailed in advance. But we would just buy a regular deck and then put them in the brailler, and she'd help us brail them out. So. Um, we would do things like that, and the same same with other games like Monopoly. We had she um, did yeah, a that bunch one of- was brilliant. She's like we always thought she could be that game designer. The way because I've seen a, a tactile Scrabble board and things, um, and I think maybe Sorry or something. You know, certain board games are very intricate on the board, like the pictures and the the thing. But um, we had a Jumanji game, and she used hot glue gun or something. You know, something to make raised lines for the for the spaces. You know, to move along on the board. So, yeah, we didn't pay for any of these games ourselves growing up. Um, we always had a very innovative mother. But then I have seen I have seen the accessible Monopoly as well. Mm-hmm. It's been produced, and it's, it's pretty awesome as well. But, it's uh, pretty similar to what she did. She just So for our Monopoly game, um, she took... So what, what is called is sticky paper, uh, is what we always called it. I don't know what its official name is. But anyway, it's it's like bra- plain Braille paper, except it's plasticky, and you peel it... Peel off the back, and you can stick it to things. Yeah, it's for labeling you anything. Know, that, yeah, labeling 
just when you're just learning Braille or when, when you have a child who's blind who's learning it and you're trying to teach it. Um, but then it can be used for other things. So she took, um, she just made lines with the Braille dots um, to make the border of the Monopoly board. And then she would Braille like a short form code of each space we were on, you know, like boardwalk and like B. WK or something she would do so you know because there's not a lot of room to fit braille on necessarily so she'd have to be inventive and she'd make arrows and you know a whole bunch of stuff and then there's also certain things about games while we're on this topic that are already accessible just naturally um, like for example oh, dice yeah. You know, when you dice. roll, when you roll dice, there's already the the bumps on the dice. Somebody, they actually did have raised dice. Yeah, that we, we got, got that once. for Christmas. Um, and may, maybe if someone's finger isn't as sensitive, but I mean, generally dice, you can feel the the little little uh, holes or grooves or whatever you call it. And on, especially on once dice. you get to know the patterns. Um, so once you understand, you know, the six has three black dots on each kind of going down each side. Um, then you can, it just sort of comes second nature when you put your finger on it, you can sort of, oh, there's only two dots there and they're diagonal from each other. That must be two, right? Or if there's a whole bunch of dots, it's probably a six. Well, it's like anything. It's like even when you're, when you're blind and you're reading Braille, when you, when you see a word, you you often see it as a yeah. whole thing, not each letter you're reading individually. Mm-hmm. You get, you get used to the shape of a word in Braille, just as you would in, in any other, um, in print or whatever you're reading. Um, and it's it goes the same for for these for these games. So it's it's important to point out that although some games need to be made accessible, um, and a lot of them aren't made accessible by default, but then there are certain things that are just by nature. Um, like that game, I guess she, the game uh, Battleship that we had, she she did braille. That she a did. Bit, she braille. She? she put sticky braille numbers all along the top. How does it go? And then letters yeah, down the letters, side? Yeah. I haven't played the game in yet. Yeah, I know. Me neither. Um, and then you just count down, obviously, with your finger. You know, down two and over, you know, two or whatever. Um, so it's a very tactile game in that way. Yeah, that one, she did add Braille to it to, to make it a little easier. But even yeah, but by by default, you can still default, count through it. And it's, it's pretty... Feeling. Um, it's pretty accessible as is. Yeah, so there's so many there's so many games like that, and then the, the deck of cards was always an easy one because it's it's nice and simple. You can braille it even even if you don't order one, you can braille it yourself. And uh, we used to play a lot of games with that as well. So yeah, it's very convenient to take on an airplane or in a car or whatever. So yeah, we used to play um, lots of games, War and Crazy Eights, and I never got too into card games. It was never quite my thing, but um, I did like Uno. Yeah, and Uno was kind of like Crazy Eights. Yeah, it's more of a again. You remember the rules after all these years, and it's amazing because I have. I don't remember I for not, Uno really, but it's again. I think it's. But you, you think I wouldn't even remember it? It was exactly like Crazy Eights. Yeah, well, I was a little bit more into games than Carrie. Yeah, but she, we, we did play them together. I had bit. some issues with games that had you do math, and I was struggling with that at the time. Um, but anyway, Uno, I liked it because it was back when I was low vision. I could see the colored cards, so blue and green and red. Uh, and the big numbers in the middle. So I like that game. Um, but since I've lost color, ability to see color and those kind of fine detail, I, would, I, w- I wouldn't have been able to play it anymore. Again, like you said, unless we bought a, a pack and labeled it ourselves, which is totally doable. Or ordered it through other means. <laughs> Some like, website. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it would have been I, I don't even have a list of what the they're day, called but. at the moment. So, but, um, so then it came up recently the, that they were saying in the U.S., um, Uno registered um, introduces first official braille deck so this one you don't have to go to a special site you but it's just American right now um, which is a shame kind of don't you think 
Yeah, I mean that's generally these companies are big and they're and they're from they're from the states to begin yes. with, so that's where they they open up originally, and they're not available everywhere else. So the number one card game, <laughs> you think globally? I, I guess that's what they say, but it's by Mattel. So I knew I grew up knowing Mattel. It was uh, made maker of my Barbie dolls when I was younger. Um, but yeah, they they make all those games, and um, so yeah, it's referred it's referred to as Uno Braille. And it hits target shelves. Um, I think it was yesterday it hit them. Okay, yeah. The first official Uno card deck featuring Braille. And the new game will make gameplay widely accessible for the more than 7 million blind and low vision Americans in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. It's so, um, this was a thing. It's, it was a partnership um, that came to be between um, the National Federation of the Blind, which is what Canadian Federation of the Blind, it's sort of the bigger sibling of um, the oldest and largest organization of blind people in the United States. Um, yeah, they've had a long-standing partnership with Target. And, yeah, so uh, there's, there'll be a um, braille on each in the corner to indicate the card's color and number or action. So there's actions now. I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever. With the launch of Uno Braille, we're making a real impact on a community that has been underserved by providing a game that both blind and sighted people can play together, said um, Ray Alder, global head of um, games at Mattel. So, um, and so then um, the, the NFB say, we are proud to have Uno Braille on shelves and to be making Uno more accessible. Um, and that's um, so that's the kind of thing the NFB does, right? They work with companies to work on things like accessibility. So they've had this in the works. Uh, I don't know, but I don't think I remember them mentioning it at the convention they had in Vegas. But um, the package features Braille on it, in the front and back for clear identification, and it directs players to um, unobraille.com where they can find play instructions. Um, which, if you if you read the news recently, um, Lego is in the process of making Braille Lego, so having Braille dots on the Legos. Yeah, I'm interested to see this stuff that, because it's hard for me to imagine quite what it's like. But so it, we talked moment, about that on the show before. We did. At the moment, though, all you can do for that is go on to Lego whatever dot com, and there are Braille, there are descriptive instructions about how you would build certain Lego sets. So at least that helps something, I guess, for kids who want to build those sets. Um, but, um, yeah, I don't know if you have a quote there or if you lost your place, but. Um, well, I'm looking through this article. I don't know exactly what, what part you wanted me to read. Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't give you a mark, so. Um, it's just, I guess this, ar- this article that Carrie found. Yeah. <laughs> it looks at a different, another side of things, mm, which. Which we always face with, with this, you know, accessibility and, and advocacy stuff. How much do you, you know, do you cheer on a, a company like Mattel for doing this? You know, it's not like they went ahead and got no feedback from blind people. The NFB was involved here. Um, but not everybody's going to agree about how you go about it. Yeah, and this is this is sort of a hit and miss thing with the internet that I find where mm. it's... There's just, let's just there's talk. always somebody that wants to bring up the opposite side of yeah. something. and It's never enough for somebody, and that's fine because um, you don't want to just say we've hit the mark now and we're, we're doing great. We don't have to care about this anymore. But uh, yeah, some people do complain and aren't looking at the good side of things. But yet, how do you know when you should 
Yeah. No, so anyway, the, I'll I'll read a bit of this um, this article, and uh, yeah, see can, if it sort of discuss. gives a little bit of a point about why pe- some people are having still ha- having issues. And I don't know how many people are, or if it's just this one, this writer of this article. Well, no, I've seen it, but okay, mostly people are happy. So they, yeah, it says, such progress is, of course, to be celebrated and championed. It, it indicates that the drought of access that has been the norm for people with disabilities is, however, slowly experiencing some relief. It's also worth noting that Lego and Mattel arrived at these decisions to explore adding Braille to their products independently, a clear signal of the changing perspective on disability in society. It hasn't happened in a vacuum, but is a confluence of advocacy and market realities with regulatory pressures that is pushing and pulling this dynamic against a still mostly indifferent and sometimes hostile social and commercial environment. Given this context, every victory is to be applauded, and the introduction of Uno Braille is not small. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it, it, that, that there is pointing on, on the, uh, the positive benefits of this. Um, Did you, well, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, the president of the NFB, um, says that the fact that a blind person is now able to play a classic game of Uno straight out of the box with both blind and sighted friends or family members is a truly meaningful moment for our community. I look forward to enjoying Uno Braille with my own family, and I know that blind people can, uh, that blind people across the nation will embrace this important and exciting step toward more inclusion and accessibility. So yeah, th- this is um, this isn't the first time Uno has reimagined its its classic game. I guess they did have one they released for co- people who are colorblind because that would be the other issue if you can't see the colors anymore, which I can't, but I, I also can't see the numbers. Um, but yeah, so you know, people are happy with it for the. Well, most I found part. I found the part where it's talking about this this other thing. So. Yeah, see, how, the first part was pretty technical, but I think you got it right. Yeah. Okay, good. I wasn't sure how clear it is. Yeah. I didn't write the article. Um. But yeah, so here's where they're kind of taking the devil's advocate side. Mm-hmm. Which we saying, like to do here with each other when we talk about issues. Such progress nonetheless highlights the absence of forward movement in so many places and ways and underscores the challenges of undoing accepted norms of exclusion, whether will- willful or unwitting. What would happen, for instance, if Mattel were to skip Uno Braille altogether and simply start producing all Uno decks with Braille? What if Lego, instead of carefully testing a small curated selection of its hugely successful products in non-commercial settings, monitored by vocalization rehabilitation professionals, simply brought Lego Braille bricks to market and stopped selling Lego bricks that did not incorporate Braille? So here they're kind of pointing out that what if all of all of these product, uh, products were just accessible by default instead yeah. of having separate ones for that's for, the main argument that and, like it's just it's just how far of progress are we are we on the on the uh, the the line of a progress towards making things accessible, right? Yeah, and I mean... We're still separate, right? We still... So, you know, this game is only available in the States right now. It's at Target stores. Uh, and you can probably order it off tar- Target.com, but I bet there's a backlog, right? So it's not so simple, but it would mean something to somebody like me to be able to walk into a store, which I do hope to do, um, soon, and pick out a card, sh- box of cards off the shelf with Braille, right? But, yeah, the, the Lego I spoke of earlier, apparently the actual bl- bricks with Braille aren't coming out they haven't given a date when they're coming out and it seems like first of all they're going to be just released to like teacher assistants and it just doesn't sound like it's going to be commercially available for everybody which is sad to me because I was looking I was maybe is it going to be out by this Christmas I'm looking for gift ideas here you know people Um, but uh, you know unfortunately it's not so you know like here's 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 
um, Uno and then here's Braille Uno. It's a separate thing, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool anyway, but it's just, yeah, we have to keep pushing for this stuff because, you know, they, oh, these companies will say it's too, it's too much, the cost of production, and, and they just don't think of it. But, you know, you're seeing more and more, um, you know, more accessibility for other disabilities too. So I, I have some hope that this is a first step towards something. Yeah, and it makes sense. Something that simple could be on cards. It's, but it, the <laughs> yeah, thing about like it is that it, it does it does take other resources and time and money. And it's mm-hmm. if it's only for a small portion of the population, I can I can still see that point of why would they put it on every every deck? Like I I, I get that. Whereas at the same time, basically why they why they should. I don't know if they will, is that it will just make us, it, it just works for better inclusion. If everybody buying a new pack opens it and or feels the box and feels the braille, soon it'll become more n- not normal and common and it won't be such a difference. Yeah. No, I'd like to see. That does make really, that does make good sense. Plus it also shows that people will just be more aware of the existence of braille and think about it a bit more maybe. Yeah. And, be like, oh, this this actually exists, and, and they get to, and if they buy a pack themselves, they get to feel it with their finger and and check it out. Whereas before, you may have to find, you know, I mean, I guess these days, if you're just in an elevator or something, you can reach up and check out Braille, which I'm sure people do. But this would just bring it into people's homes, which would be nice, right? Yeah, like they, even the one statement in this article seems is pretty crazy. Where it says, <laughs> if Braille were on the mainstream cards and bricks sold globally, would non-disabled buyers feel demeaned by its presence? <laughs> Like, let's so. have a discussion about that sometime, huh? Yeah. Let's find somebody who would be who would be who would feel that way. I'd like to talk to them. I don't know. <laughs> to me, that seems like a pretty, uh, a pretty silly thing to get thing. to get worked up about, or to to feel demeaned by. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's someone out there. There's sure, there's some people that are just like, why there. does there have to be this here? And just it wrecks, it messes up the image of the cards, or I don't know. But I'm looking forward to buying. That a must few be of some these. hardcore Uno fan. Who- no, they're just people who like to hate on things they're out there yeah, um, you're right but anyway I, I'm hoping to get a few packs uh, play, the, play the game with my nieces and nephews this Christmas and things so I look forward to that and then you and I could have a game again Bri like old times playing games yeah, we don't really do that much anymore I know how much you love that well I'll stick to Uno and War very basic kitty games <laughs> I like Euchre I know I never got there I never got there at all Monopoly was enough for me having to be the banker and I played. I actually played poker for like the first time last year, um, and I. Oh really? I don't really know much about it. Um, and I haven't really played it too much before, a, but it was it was it was good. It was fun. You just have a better mind for that sort of thing than me. I tried playing a card game. I don't. I guess we brought a pack with my with my ex boyfriend once um, at his family get together, and I just my mind couldn't keep up. I just don't do well with adding, you know, math and and strategy of that kind. So you're better at that. So try poker again someday. Maybe you'll get into it. Yeah, it was all right. I liked Euchre, though. Well, that's another episode of Outlook. <laughs> On that note, let's go play some games. I gotta get the I gotta get the Uno first. Yeah, that's the game day edition of Outlook, <laughs> with a little bit of carry on Rogers TV thrown in there in mm-hmm. the mix. And we'll be back next week. Um, we're getting closer to election time. Brian can't wait for that. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I'm again, hopefully, maybe we'll take our mom out for lunch before she has to go to work. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. And maybe Brian will go home and listen to his what what what's what I say about him on the interview. Yeah, I'm curious. I didn't even realize I was on it. So you're, you're I bring you everywhere. <laughs> okay, well we'll see everybody next week, and who knows what game will be uh, more accessible by then? Yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> <laughs> Things are getting more accessible by the day. So uh-huh. all right, all right. We'll see you next week on Outlook. Bye. Have a good one.
Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.